Let us pray. We give you thanks and praise for this day. We pray that your Holy Spirit would open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, may your word be spoken and your word received. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Finally, on this fourth Sunday of Advent, our scripture readings have moved from the theme of the last three weeks, which really dealt with the fullness of the coming of God's kingdom, focusing more on the return of Christ in the last days. And on this last Sunday of Advent, we hear of the first coming of Jesus. And in this section from Matthew's Gospel, Matthew traces the lineage of the Messiah through Joseph. And so in Matthew's Gospel, we hear this encounter that Joseph has in his dream, and in other synoptic Gospels, it is traced through Mary's lineage, and you hear of the angel appearing to Mary. And initially, what, what's striking in these two readings is there seems to be two different responses of faith or lack of faith uh, to what God has said. Because if we look at the Old Testament lesson from Isaiah, Ahaz is told, uh, ask for a sign. And many of us may think, well, that's what we would like to do is ask for a sign. And God gives Ahaz a chance and says, all right, ask for a sign. And at first it may sound like super pious on Ahaz's part to say, uh, well, I will not put the Lord God to the test. But if God has just said, ask for a sign, it's almost like he doesn't believe that a sign will come to fruition. Otherwise, you think he would ask. But uh, at first he gives, you know, it sounds like a holy response, but I think if God has said ask for a sign, you ought to be bold enough to ask for a sign. And instead he backs away, but God says, well, you're going to get a sign anyway. And this will be the sign, that the virgin will be with child. And his name will be Emmanuel, which means God with us. Fast forward then to Joseph's encounter and he has this dream by which the angel essentially says, fear not, God's got this all under control and has a plan. Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. And now he too uh, could have ignored this perhaps like Ahaz tried to do. That probably would have been easier than to try to say, all right, now I'm going to go explain this to people that I had this dream and God says that the Holy Spirit has sent this child uh, and he's going to be the Messiah. I'm sure all of his friends would believe that right away when he went and said that. But Joseph says, yes. He proceeds according to what God has said. And in fact, the way that the birth of Jesus comes about makes it clear that this is the sign that people have been waiting for. That the virgin will be with child. 
And as we look at the incarnation, it tells us some things that are important. And first and foremost, I think it's important that we understand that the coming of Christ in the incarnation was not a plan B backup that God had to figure out because he was so shocked that we didn't do it right the first time. If God, who sees everything all at once, knew from the outset of creation that the ultimate plan would be for his son to come among us. It wasn't a surprise, and he just had to say, well, what do I do next? Maybe we'll send Jesus. No, this being part of the plan, and I think it says to us a lot about God's desire to be close to us, and it says something, I think, important to us about the physical creation that we have. And I say that because I think over the last couple hundred years of Christianity, there seems to have been a shift in focus that kind of says, um, this whole creation is messed up and bad. We need to just long for the day when we can float out of here. Our, our physical bodies are bad because we're sinful and the ultimate goal of Christians is uh, do you know where you're going to go when you die and then you die and you can escape all of this bad stuff and float away to dwell as a spirit in the sky. Well, that doesn't seem to be the scriptural witness though. And I think that that takes a very negative approach to creation when the fact was God chose to create and said that it was good. And God chose to create us in God's image and said that it was good. And yes, there's a whole sin problem that got dealt with and there was a need of redemption. But if you look at the New Testament witness, the ultimate goal is not to float away, to escape your body and creation and to live on a cloud uh, that looks like your old neighborhood. You know, that's a, a sentimental thing that we've sort of come up with. But the, if you look at the New Testament, what God has said is we're heading towards a new creation. A new heaven and a new earth. Physical. And the dead in Christ will be raised to a new body to dwell in the new creation. Well, if that's the ultimate destiny, that has to say, well, that... The physicality that God has created, that is good. And where we're headed is good. And something about the way that God created us seems to have uh, created in us a longing for that tangible presence of God. And if you look through the Old Testament, uh, there is God appearing in physical ways in the, the burning bush or the, the pillar of fire or the cloud that leads Israel. Or ultimately, there's the creation of the temple that is the physical dwelling place of God. All leading up to the point when Jesus comes among us. The fullness of God's presence with us. The joining completely of divinity and humanity in Jesus Christ. That we have the, the, the fullness of that tangible presence by which the disciples were able to walk alongside Jesus and hear his voice and touch him. And then we then now long for that day when we will live in that place. 
where we have the fullness of that presence again. But I think since Jesus' ascension, people have longed for that physical presence. And I think it's no, it's no accident then that the church that we're in is a church of sacramental worship, which are physical, tangible signs of God's presence. And they may become routine that we might not think about it, but I think they're really signposts for us to hang on to until the fullness comes with Jesus' return and the ushering in of the new creation. You know, because we could just say to people, do you accept Jesus, yes or no? But in, in the making their response, they then go through the water of baptism. A physical sign of God's presence, the exodus, baptism into Jesus' death and resurrection. Every week we gather for the Eucharist, the main sign of God's physical presence among us, that Jesus said, when you do this physical thing, when you eat and drink, there I am. The fullness of my presence is in the assembly, is in the bread and wine, and we take God in physically, tangibly, to hold God's presence with us. All of the sacraments are like that. You can look at them, anointing, somebody has to touch you. Reconciliation is a conversation and a pronouncement of God's forgiveness. Marriage and ordination, all of these things require physical action that are signs of God's presence here among us. Because we long for that. And I give thanks to God that we have that connection to sustain us now while we look for the fulfillment of God's kingdom. And so we give thanks to God today for the coming of His Son, which we will celebrate at Christmas. We give thanks for the physical, tangible presence of God among us. And that as we long for the day to usher in the new heaven and the new earth, we give thanks that we have the sacraments to hold on to to sustain us and lead us and guide us deeper and deeper into the presence of God. And one day we will be raised to dwell in the new heaven and the new earth once again with Jesus at the center of that new city and all of our needs will be fulfilled and we will dwell in the perfect love of God forever. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks and praise for this day. We thank you for the gift of your Son, Jesus Christ, for his work on our behalf, through which we have forgiveness of sin and enter into eternal life. May the Holy Spirit open our hearts that Christ might live in us. May we come to know more and more your tangible presence among us, and may your spirit lead us and guide us into all truth. May our lives be lived to your honor and glory. And give us longing, expectant hearts as we await the return of Christ. And we make this prayer through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen.